Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 82 of the Fly Route Podcast. Fly Pod! Yo, I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Gay Ball Tony, a.k.a. Alex Lenherwood, and I am here with the guys. Y'all got any AKAs for yourself? Uh, no AKA today. <laughs> Y'all really just gonna let me sit there with Alice Lindner nah, for myself? <laughs> nah, for me, you know what I'm saying? Y'all already know Twitch, baby, aka the Mac is back, return to the Mac, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Sam, aka Aaron Judge, 51 home runs, first MLB player to 50 this year. Not a baseball podcast, but I'm going baseball again for the AKA. Damn, Sam should get set, AKA no hat. I don't think I ever seen him without a hat. <laughs> I finally yeah, that's got a fresh hat. cut. That AKA fresh cut. <laughs> I finally got a haircut. It's Cliff, AKA Cowboys ain't do nothing in the offseason. <laughs> AKA 40 year old Jason Peters. <laughs> hurt, man. Hurt. Oh, yo. I, uh, this week we are getting into the AFC and NFC South. We're going to break in all the news that's coming through with the roster cuts, and we're going to give a big, big baller's bouquet to Joe Burrow of the Cincinnati Bengals. The Fly Route Pod. All right, all right. Let's start with the news like we usually do. Keith, what's poppin'? All right, so like Cliff said, Cowboys uh, are going to host uh, Jason Peters' left tackle. Ravens signed Kenyon Drake. Kind of crazy because he's coming off of an injury with our injury-riddled backfield. Uh, Shaquille, Griff, or Shaquille Leonard returns back to practice after his back, after missing. He missed training camp because of it. Uh, it's hard to sign Sony Michelle, Eagles, who skipped uh, – who skipped Justin Jefferson to get Jalen Rager, sent Jalen Rager to the Vikings with Justin Jefferson now. Um, what else is there? Uh, Josh Gordon got cut by the Chiefs. Uh, he had a visit with Tennessee, I think, today. Yep. That, yes. was, that was another big thing. Bills released O.J. Howard, who I would have assumed would have fit really well in that system. They released him since he took the chance, and I think they're hosting him with a visit, potentially signing him. Uh, da, 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 da. There's one big thing I'm missing off the top Trey of my head. Trey Sermon got released. That's kind of surprising for me, honestly. Yeah, Trey. I heard he was yeah. having a pretty good chance. That's surprising. They were saying was he was going to be the best player during camp, and then you released yeah. him? Yeah, I didn't know. That You just drafted him a couple years ago. Do y'all last think year, they're just, just lying? Yeah, to just try drafted to get a him last And then, uh, what, whatchamacallit? Who else just got cut? Somebody just got cut. Kellamon got cut from Minnesota. Yo. <laughs> picked up by the Browns. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he. I don't know what was going on in Minnesota, if he couldn't beat Kirk Cousins out or what, but I'd probably say he might be able to beat out uh, Jacoby Percet. He couldn't beat it. He couldn't beat out Nick Mullins. He was not competing with. with let's. He was not competing with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> he no was competing way. with Nick Mullins, and he got cut. Yeah, was, whatever. Oh, and then man. we had uh, Tony Jefferson. He got cut by the released by the Ravens. Ended up signing with um, the Giants. Followed Wink Martindale in that system. And then so, the other big thing that's just been headlining the news last couple of days is the Mars contract. Uh, reportedly, someone messaged, like, made a thread on Twitter and was like, he got offered $250 million. And Lamar responded, no, I didn't. 
So nice to know the Ravens haven't offered that, which is fucking ridiculous. I guess we're gonna play the, yeah, we're going to play the, hey, we're going to tag you every year game, I guess. And I hope, like, because he's such a nice guy, I hope he just one year is just like, you know what? Screw you. I'm not playing unless I get, a like, a legit deal. And then he liked a tweet of him in a Miami jersey. So that's all the news. <laughs> hey, look, Alice Leatherwood also got cut. And then the Bears come off waivers. So we will be paying the last $6 million guaranteed of his rookie deal. Um, you, have big, you pick up his fifth year, too, don't you? Uh, you, we, we can if we want to. It's always an option, right? He's in his season so year two. Clear. Well, no, it's like we got the option to pick up his fifth yeah. year if we wanted. Been able to choose he has to be on our team for three years. Like yeah. he, has to, he has to make three more seasons of play to get there. And if he makes it three more years on the Bears, then, like, it was worth it. That's true. That's true. Fair. Right? So that, that one that, – <laughs> I'm I'm not mad about it. Uh, <laughs> 41-year-old, because he'll be 41 yeah. once he plays this season. Hey, no, Whitworth was playing, playing last season. Uh, Jason Peters was the left tackle for the Bears, and our offensive line was subpar. To say it nicely. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that that that's gonna be difficult. All right. Any anybody else got any major news points they want to talk about before we get into the RPO? I ain't gonna lie. One other thing that kind of was surprising was uh Marlon Mack getting released but signing back to the practice squad. I was like, I mean, mm. Damian Pierce did you know coming on strong, but it was still a surprise to see Marlon Mack get cut. So I'm surprised he went. I'm more surprised he then just automatically resigned to the practice squad the next day, instead of like feeling it out to see if he had any other exactly. options. Exactly. So maybe they have a little handshake deal that like he's really just being roster manipulation right now, and mm-hmm. like he'll he'll get brought back up afterwards. Because uh, like there's always a couple guys like that like that'll get cut, but all max off like eventually brought back up and they know it, but. <laughs> That one was interesting because Marlon Mack, like, was it three years ago Marlon Mack was the dude? <laughs> like, he was the dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not too long ago, he was before that, before that man showed up in town. He was the, he was the man in the streets. All right, facts. Let's uh, let's get it going to the RPO. The fly route pod. Okay, okay. This is the RPO where we talk about some of the hottest storylines in the NFL this week, and we'll let you know whether or not we're going to run with them or pass on them. This first one is for Keith. Does Jimmy G's contract restructure say anything about the 49ers' faith in Trey Lance? Run or pass? I'm going to run with it. I think it says more about having a competent backup that already knows your system. Because Trey is more mobile, I don't think it's a knack on Trey. I really think it's like, hey, like if we let Jimmy go, which they were, you know, trying to trade him or figure out they were going to release him, who is going to back up Trey that either one has that skill set or we know is a proven backup? The list is not long at all. Like, unless you're going to pry Tyler Huntley from us, maybe getting Tyrod Taylor from the Giants, ain't a long list of dudes that either can manipulate what uh, Trey does 
or is competent enough at being a backup. So I don't see no problem with it. I think people are making a bigger deal out of it. I don't think it shows anything about confidence in trade. I think it's more of just confidence in the backup. Worst case scenario, if that happens, it's not like Jimmy G. Jimmy G has proven he can win you games, and you you like that in the backup. Your backup got to cover what three games, two games. You don't want to go zero and three like the Ravens with zero and six with Tyler Huntley. You don't want to do no shit like that. <laughs> Dave, why why Tyler catch that straight? Bro, <laughs> because I listened all damn season last year. People were like, just trade Lamar and pay Tyler. I, Bitch, what? Oh no! You were seriously saying that you can avoid, you know, having to pay Lamar, trade him, get some assets, and pay Tyler. Bitch, what? <laughs> We got T.O. next. Tom Brady won number one in the NFL's top 100. Was that ridiculous fanboy service by the league? Runner pass. I'm a pass on it. And and the reason I'm a pass, I got some interesting facts for y'all. So just in case y'all didn't know this, obviously Brady is old as hell. He's 44. So the fact that he even still competing at a high level right now in the NFL, he's still one of the top tier quarterbacks in the NFL, is a, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. So he led the league in pass yards and touchdowns, which is crazy because they're also Tampa Bay Buck records. So not only did he lead the league in passing yards and touchdowns, but they're also the records for the Bucks. So he, he, he's only second to James for the most passing touchdowns in Bucks history. So he got 83 and James got – at 121. So this year he had 43. If he has another 40 burger, he might be the all-time leading pass touchdown record in Bucks history, which is insane. Also, he already has the Bucks single season passer rating at 102.2. And this is the fifth time a quarterback has had 5K passing yards and 40 plus passing touchdowns and finish with over 100 passer rating. So I'm going. I got to pass on it. it I, gotta, I mean, I, I got to challenge that, bro. Not like him passing on it, but people pulled up the Her- Herbert stats last year. I didn't know how identical it was. It's the same shit as Brady. I think it's an interception <laughs> off. Like I think no. Herbert threw for a hundred less yards and four less touchdowns. The same amount of interceptions, but was ranked 40th. Yeah, and I think what people are trying to figure out. I get why the NFL 100. The numbers are all over the place. The players are just ranking them. So it's not like the NFL is like, hey, we got to take this many quarterbacks. We're taking this many. You know, like yeah. if they broke that up to like, hey, we can only take this many guys, this many guys. They're literally saying like on a panel, like if it was us, vote whoever you want. And you're going to vote. You're literally voting whoever you want. I think the only thing I think is dope. Brady got number one. I don't really see a problem with it. He, he's showing out in Tampa. Only issue I have with it is Terrence was naming off all the records for the Bucks. I, I can't even name the Bucks any of the Bucks quarterbacks other than James. Brad Johnson. No, I'm just saying it's crazy. He only been there for no, overnight. No, okay, does that say more about time or more about how ass the Bucks were? Because <laughs> we know how great Tom is. So that's why I was like, yo, it's just more about the Bucks franchise. It's, it's, it's also it's also him doing it at the age of 44. Like yeah, exactly. that, that was my first point. Justin Herbert, what year two, three? I mean, that man's 44 playing just like that kid. 
Like that's what we say. And he don't like, run. Yeah. He don't. He don't. He don't scramble. No, he can't. He can't. <laughs> <laughs> he don't have to this year. Right. <laughs> yeah. I hope we get after him week one. After him week one. Ain't no hope. If you don't, if you don't get out there, ain't no hope. That's just so scared. All right. This next one is for Cliff. Kellamon was cut from the Vikings, right? Last year, Kirk Cousins had COVID, and Zimmer started Sean Mannion over Kellamon, and a lot of people saw that as the final nail in his coffin to get fired. After a new offensive head coach in Kevin O'Connell cuts Kellamon from the team, do we owe Mike Zimmer an apology? Runner pass. I'm going to say pass because I actually like Kellen Mond. I think he's going to be a serviceable back, serviceable backup a bit with, with, with the Browns or, or, or he could compete. Now he's in a situation where he can compete with an older quarterback where they ain't going to have their guy for 11 weeks. Uh, so that, I think that's going to put him in an interesting position where he can compete. Obviously, he's going to take us some time learning the playbook and everything. But I, I think he's just young. I think he's got upside unless they – I mean, I saw him in a, their first preseason game. He played really well. Like, I, I, I'm not I'm not really sure what you – now, if he was, like, 28, I'd be like, all right, he's, he needs to be a little better. But he's, like, 24 years old. Like, I, and so that's just how I feel. Um, I think he's going to be eventually a serviceable backup, and he may even compete out there in Cleveland for the time being. All right, vibes, vibes. This last one is for Sam, and this is one of the trades that happened this week. The Saints made a huge mistake trading (laughs) C.J. Gardner-Johnson for a seventh-rounder and a seventh-rounder for a fifth- and sixth-round pick. Runner pass. Run. I feel like... As Saints fans, everyone kind of saw that trades or cuts were coming because they just can't afford to pay everybody. Um, But to lose someone who had bought in that much to the team culture and someone who's that talented, uh, it's hard for me to imagine a scenario where they don't look back on that with at least some bit of regret. The Eagles got a great player, got a great locker room guy that's definitely going to buy in. Uh, on their team as well. So I feel like they should feel really good about it. I was talking to one of my good friends about this trade, Sarish, who's like the biggest Saints fan I know. And his feelings on it is, you know, he he hates to see, he hates that it had to be CD, but he just sees basically the philosophy of the Saints is like they're not going to overpay for a nickel corner when they feel like they can – they have the personnel to fill in. And apparently there was some, some butting heads uh, just like at practice in training camp uh, between CJ and the new coaching staff. So I think that made him a little bit more likely to be one of the guys that's moved. Uh, my only like, uh, I guess, silver lining is I'm hoping they're clearing up money to eventually get Odell, especially if Mike Thomas isn't able to come back. Cap I don't know if that's going to happen. <laughs> I know. They've, they've been having to finesse the cap for years, so it's going to take more than just this trade to do that. But Jarvis and Odell have been boys since LSU. 
Odell's from Louisiana. That's like the one silver lining I'm kind of holding on to. And I think there, if he hadn't gone to the Rams and Jameis hadn't been hurt, I definitely could have seen him going to the Saints last year too. Okay. Did you raise your hand at some point, Keith? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's Because there ain't no motherfucking way I'm betting on Marcus May and not keeping CJ. There's no – they out they fucking mind, bro. Too, though. Yeah, but no, the thing is, like – Marcus May is is banged up a lot, and he when he's healthy, he's pretty solid, but he's banged up a lot. You could have never not signed him at all, kept CJ, and had uh, Honey Badger. I guess the big knock on uh, CJ is that he's not like a deep field safety because what they would do is they put Marcus uh, Williams in the center field and let CJ play nickel and dime in the slot or whatever. That's perfect. You still could have did that with Honey Badger. Honey Badger I still played. think C- CD's like a fine safety too like i think yeah, if Philly wants to terrible. put him there he'll be he'll be good yeah That's you just don't yet. want him to be yeah. back there all the time so yeah. like i still have pj williams as well yeah but we, like yeah they have pj marcus may but the thing is like they were deep at safety but they weren't like their quality at safety was really good right but their cornerback position it's it's like quantity but no quality like you got you got Marshawn, and then you got, yeah, 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 you got Marshawn, and then a rookie from last year who you, you still got to fill out to see how he does this year. But so with that, I mean, I just there's no way I'm trading them. Like I know it's I time, just, to pay them, yeah. But you I can't just, like how good that defense is. You, like at this point, fucking cut Taysom Hill and go find a tight end, <laughs> just a normal tight end. Like, <laughs> bro, you could have kept Ian Book. What? They just, they, just, they, just, they just they just paid they just look the, they just what paid Jason. Y'all y'all gotta look. The Eagles have been stealing and robbing from the Saints since around draft time. <laughs> oh, y'all look at the trades they made with the Saints. You're looking at the Saints like, what are y'all doing? Then they come oh. back and trade and trade uh CJ. Carter Johnson for nothing. The crazy when, shit, when you could have just let him play. The crazy okay, now, Cliff, you a Cowboys fan? Let's be real. Jalen Rager just went for more picks stealing. than Amari they Cooper. Stealing. They are stealing. The Eagles are, they, they traded the Saints several times, stole from every time. They traded uh, Ortega Whiteside to the to the Seahawks. He got yeah, they cut him. They they just traded Jalen Rager, who they they talking about. Oh, we really love him. They not they don't love him. They talking him up so y'all can be like, hey, we want that guy. So y'all go and trade for the guy that they took right before Justin Jefferson. And those two guys are totally different guys. Bro, one thing that's don't make sense, man. One Minnesota gonna open up the field passing completely now. They're gonna be throwing the ball everywhere. But yeah, Kurt gonna hold them back. That's who's gonna hold them back. (laughs) I don't even I don't get a ball, Kurt. I don't (laughs) get a ball. You don't have to throw that on Yeah, so, but the other thing is, though, just with CJ, it's like they traded him, and he was the younger talent on their team. Everybody on their defense besides Marcus Davenport, yep. and I think their defensive tackle, is relatively old as shit. So you mean oh, to tell no. me if you don't win a Super Bowl in these next, what do you give him, Terrence, two years? Like you got you got to win it's now. Yeah, it's <laughs> Like, there's no way I'm trading because if you kept him, maybe you guys have a better chance of making the run. Getting rid of him, you don't have a future asset, and then you're betting on Marcus May and PJ Williams. I don't think PJ Williams is a bum, but I'm I'm taking Gardner Johnson over definitely. Yeah. Marcus May. We gonna see. 
Eagles secondary stacked on paper. I ain't gonna hold you. Well, that's the paper, the that Eagles squad is stacked, stacked on paper. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Okay, they look scary as fuck on paper. Yeah, that's facts. Okay, let's keep it popping. Move right into the AFC South. We are going to start with Sam, who has. Well, actually, first let's start with the division winners. Does anybody feel like the Colts are not going to win this division? I got the Titans winning the division. Okay. Anybody else? Yeah, I think you could take the Titans, to be honest. This is a toss-up. They, they play really similar. Yeah. I mean, and then with a healthy Derrick Henry, uh, Ryan Tannehill ain't throwing three picks. Like, they ain't going to let them motherfucker throw the ball that much to throw three picks. After he get one or two, yeah, they're going to be like, all right, Derrick, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So Sam has the Titans winning the division. Where, how do you see the Titans season shaping up? So I'll start with just kind of general overview. The kind of biggest thing going into their season that's different from last year is Derrick Henry's coming back healthy. And there's a big question mark about who the number one option for Ryan Tannehill is going to be. Since they traded A.J. Brown to the Eagles on draft night, they took Traylon Burks, the 18th pick in the first round. And that's who I have uh, as the number one option coming in, not only just because they took him so high uh, and his work in preseason, but also the the second option they have is Robert Woods, who's coming off a – an injury, big injury, uh, and is likely going to miss some time at the beginning of the season. But even if that weren't the case, even if he were to play all 18 games, I still think I'm taking Traylon Burks. Um, just injury factored in and performance of Robert Woods last year, even on the Rams. I think Traylon Burks is just primed to be Ryan Tannehill's number one option coming in, and they've kind of gone all on in on him from where they drafted him uh, from where they drafted him so high. So uh, to get into their record a little bit and how I see the season shaking out, I got them going 10 and seven overall. Uh, And the week by week breakdown, they start uh, versus the giants at home. I got them winning that game. Week two is at the bills. I have them losing that game. Week three, they have the Raiders at home. I got them winning that game. Yeah, that's one that I think is going to be a really entertaining game, one that I think could be really close. But one thing that uh, in doing my research just uh, going week by week is that Vrabel is really experienced with Josh McDaniels from from their time together, and I think we'll be able to kind of game that a little bit in their favor, kind of the same way he was able to against Belichick in the playoffs a few years ago. And I just, I think that Tennessee is just going to go super run heavy in that game. uh, And that Vegas isn't going to be able to match that with their O-line problems and just Josh Jacobs in general. Uh, Week four at the Colts, I have them losing. So this could impact Uh, out who I see winning the division. I didn't go through the Colts uh, schedule week by week. So if they end up 10 and 7-2 in this hypothetical world, I have them splitting this series. So uh, it would come down to a tiebreaker there. 
Uh, Tennessee won both games last year, if I'm not mistaken. But I think with Matt Ryan, the Colts will be able to get them at home for sure. Week five at the Commanders, I have them winning. Their bye is week six. Um, I have them winning at home versus the Colts coming off the bye. Winning at the Texans and then four losses in a row. This is a really tough stretch. First at the Chiefs, home versus the Broncos, at Green Bay, and then home versus the Bengals. I think they're going to lose all four of those games. They could maybe pull one out. The one I was conflicted about most is I think they could beat the Broncos at home. Um, But I ended up just thinking that Russ could probably pull that one out. Um, I have them winning at the Eagles week 13. They will not be favored in that game, most likely, but that's an upset. I have them pulling out. That's two what we think are going to be run-heavy teams, but I have a feeling the Eagles are not going to be as run-heavy as they were last year. But if they try to get into that game, I just think Tennessee will have the edge. Uh, Week 14 at home versus the Jags, I think they'll win. At the Chargers, week 15, I think they'll lose. And then I got them winning three games to close the season, home versus the Texans, home versus the Cowboys, and away at Jacksonville. Okay, okay. This is like Keith's favorite thing right now. Are Ryan Tannehill's days as QB1 in Tennessee numbered this I season? I don't think this season they are because I think they'll be in a position uh, to have success and potentially be able to compete for the division and win it. So because of that, I think they'll like keep going with Tannehill, but I, I think that his days are numbered as the quarterback just in general. But since I still think they'll be competing at a high level, I just don't think they'll turn it over uh, to Malik Willis that early. Okay. Okay, because Keith has been preying on Tannehill's downfall. <laughs> well, I, I, don't, I don't think Brian Tannehill is amazing. I think they'll just, as a team, it, it kind of seems like everyone – underrates the Titans going into every season and as, as a team collectively they're able to perform and I mean Derrick Henry's able to to mask a lot of problems like he, like exactly what Keith said Brian Tannehill is not going to throw three picks again if Derrick Henry is operating as Derrick Henry he just needs to get the ball to Traylon Burks get the ball to Austin Hooper uh, if Robert Woods comes back I mean he has some wep- some weapons, Nick Westbrook. I don't know how you say the second part of his last name, Akiki, something like that. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, he still has decent weapons. He is by no means like a sexy quarterback or even someone you would be, like, excited to draft in fantasy. But I think he'll keep them in a position to compete this year, and that that's what they're going to be looking to do. They got Austin Hooper too, but I hope uh, old boy the rook comes for that job. I, I swear, I, after that shit he said when they drafted him about like mentoring him, I hope Malik Willis comes for that job quick as fuck. <laughs> quick, bro. Like Tannehill, Tannehill knows he can't throw that many picks in the game. Like he cannot have a game where he looks awful because then they're gonna be like, all right, bro, we might. If, and then they put Malik in, say he throws three picks, and they're like, all right, Malik, go in, and Malik lights that shit up. Boy, Tannehill's done. <laughs> that's the crazy. Thing. I don't even think Tanny's like hot garbage, but just the shit he said and just, uh, it's just I can't fuck with. Is it not sit with you? But yeah, it I, is. 
I will say, I mean, it could look a lot different. I have them going three and two through their first five games, but that's including wins versus the Raiders and Commanders. If they lose those games and start like one and four, uh, it could look a lot different for Ryan Tannehill for sure. So I think the beginning of the season is really where where we'll see that play out. Especially if that D-line on the football team like finally gets moving again. I mean, they're not going to have Chase for four games, but they let's be honest, even without Chase, that shit looks crazy. They got him week five, so they he could be back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Look, let, Cliff, let's talk about the Texas, my guy. This is an interesting season. I, I, the first thing I want to talk about is Lovey Smith, who has somehow went back into the news cycle for, like, not being successful, but somehow becoming the head coach of the Texans. <laughs> so what do you expect from Lovey Smith? It's like, to be fair, Lovey Smith also took the team to the Super Bowl. So, like, let's not forget that. But recent history has not been kind to him. Okay. What do you expect from him as a head coach this year? Uh, I think he's – I like Lovey Smith for the Texans right now and where they're at. And, uh, and I hope – they have a lot of success, but with that team, I mean, they, they just got a lot of a lot of holes to fill, obviously. And they they got some draft picks for the following year, so you know, depending on how this year goes. But I just, I mean, I'm rooting for him. He's one of three blackhead coaches in the league, and probably isn't the one in the worst situation uh, as far as the team they got. Um, but I'm hoping he, he has a solid season. I don't see it. You know, I'll do my record prediction here in a moment, and it won't be great. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I think they're going to be in some games where you're like, they should be in that game. Like, they're going to they're gonna definitely have games like that um, as people are going to sleep on them. And, you know, that's just how it goes in the NFL. Okay. So a lot of people last year during the hiring cycle thought they would go hire Josh McCown. And then, you know, the whole Brian Flores lawsuit dropped. And there was a lot of, you know, heat on hiring someone that had never been a coach on any level in the NFL to take that spot or in college to take that spot. And instead, they made him like a quarterback's coach. Do you think Lovey Smith is actually just a bridge for Josh McCown? I hate to say it, but that could 100% be the case. And they just say, we know we're not winning. So come on, Lovey, and carry this team to a few wins. One of the few wins. (laughs) One of the few wins that we're going to get this year. And and we'll just um, have an excuse to let you go next year if we want to go another direction. Okay, so what do you see this team looking like? Oh, does anybody else have anything to say about this whole Lovey Smith, Josh McCown's conspiracy theory that I'm high on? Right. No, I mean, yeah. Damn, I'm still going to do that. The plan's already said it's done. I'm going to be pissed when it happens. I'm just going to do that right now. Hey. So next year, we talk about it. Just know I'm going to go off. We're going to come back to this point right here. No, yeah. if, Brian, if that Brian Flores shit didn't happen, they was damn sure doing it. Yeah. Like, that literally was the only thing that stopped it. Like, nobody else was stopping that train of getting Josh McCown. And I'm not saying he don't deserve the coach in the league, but there's no way he just – he can jump what everybody else has to go through. Like, you can't just, hey, I'm coaching a high school team. I should coach in the NFL. No. No fucking way. No. <laughs> Bitch, if that's the case, I can, I can go coach in the NFL. Now, I can see if he's like a quarterback's hey, coach or something like that because that's the position he played in the league. That's what they did to him. But I'm saying, like – 
Start they there first for, for a couple years. Let's see if you're going to be successful in this role first. That's what they did. They threw the oop. They're like, all right. Yeah. You're already here now, so yeah, they, you get your like experience. On, on the low next year, just just figure out how love you running next year. I think, be okay. I think uh I think David I think David I actually like David Mills. I think he's gonna be all right for them. Um, yeah, I don't think David Mills is bad at all. Nah, yeah, so I think not. that's gonna make McCown look good too. So another another reason for him. Mm. Uh, and they just uh then they pick up some they picked up uh thought they picked up a receiver today. Hmm, uh, a receiver. Yeah, I think they did. I just can't think of who it is. Um, they claimed Tyler Johnson on the waiver wire from the Bucks. Yeah, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He actually, he actually might, might, might help them for real. I think. I mean, you lose Nicky for the entire season, and you got Nico and more. And I mean, Cooks, Brandon Cooks is a oh, thousand Cooks, yards oh, every season. Brandon, Brandon Cooks is a guy, but I think you bring in. I think Nico's going to have a solid year. Um, and then you bring in Tyler Johnson, who I think can immediately come in there and be a three um, and compete to be a three. So they were deep in the the, the wide receiver room with the, the Bucks. So um, as far as where I think this team's going to be, um, they're obviously going to be at the bottom of the pack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's so worse than the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think the ja- I think the Jags did enough in the offseason to, to, to be a three. To hold himself solid at three, <laughs> uh, they they they're not going. They might steal one from the the Colts or the Titans. They they might steal one, but they're not going to be two or one or two uh, in that division. Hey, don't be That's, shocked when I get my prediction. It's okay. A All right, so, so so they're gonna lose a lot of games. What games do you think the Texans can win? <laughs> That's an easy way to do it. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna fast forward to week nine. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> I mean, I mean, listen to this stretch right here, man. You got the Colts at home. You're, you're home against the Colts. You're at the Broncos. At the Bears. Now, this is one I kind of went back and forth with, but I think you're at you're at the Bears. I think I think. I think they can, I think the Bears can come out with that one. I, I know I can't no. type about that one. <laughs> 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 you got the Cardinals, L. Uh, at the Jags, I think I think the the Jags will beat them at home. Um, at the Raiders, home against the Titans, home against the Eagles. Week nine, week nine at the Jets. I think they steal one from the, the New York Giants. Um, I mean, it can happen. Uh, this one was another one I was back and forth on the Commanders. Um, following that, I think they lose that game. I think the the Commanders' defensive line is is, is going to destroy them. Um, uh, at the at the Dolphins, L, and then that that game everybody's going to be waiting for, uh, Week Twelve. I think they beat the Browns. I think, I think, I think, I think Deshaun comes out and he ain't played a game and he played in a preseason game for a little bit and he's he going against his own. You know those fans gonna be on ten against him, man. You you know it's just gonna be the atmosphere. The atmosphere is gonna be a lot for him to. And the league he knew what they was doing. Probably. The league knew what yeah. they was doing, by the way, because he should have got twelve games. And all of a sudden, it's eleven random. They knew what they was doing. It's so, eleven, but he still don't come back for twelve. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
That's how he set him up. He said, we're going to put you in the worst position possible. You're not going to miss that one. He's like, uh, I really thought it should have been 12. So I'm right. just going to go down and mess myself. It was like, we actually going to put you right here, prime time. Uh, I don't know what time that game is, but you know what I mean? That, that's That game is going to be tuned in. Everybody's going to be watching that game regardless exactly. of, of what the matchup is. Everybody's going to be watching that game. And I think the Texans are going to – I think they're going to beat them. Um, they're going to be hyped for sure. Yeah, and then you got at the at the Cowboys, obviously an L. Uh, home against the Chiefs, L. <laughs> at the Titans, L. And then you got you got home against the Jags. They still that one against the Jags. Okay. Um, to, and then and then they lose. This also could be a playoff bearing game, but I assume they lose at the Colts. Depending on, I, I don't think the Colts are going to be in a position to not play their starters in that week because of how close the Titans are going to be. So. Um, I got them finishing three and fourteen. I don't blame you. I don't it's, blame you. It's tough. This was <laughs> maybe a game or two I could have gave them, but they. Eh, eh, I don't see it. All right, all right. To Tio got the Jags. <laughs> okay. And, so hot on here <laughs> and you got the winning more than three games. Yeah, I got to win more than three, though. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> we're not right there. We even out about right. <laughs> so my big question for you is what do you expect from year two Trevor Lawrence now that he has Doug Peterson instead of Urban Meyer? I mean, I feel like we'll see some progression, but it's not going to be like no, you know, Joey Burrow type progression. I mean, just look at – obviously, we're, we're talking about the Jags here, so – um, I mean, but granted, they did bring some pieces in around them, such as like Christian Kirk, uh, Evan Ingram, Brandon Scherf, uh, the center, Luke Fortner, and then ETN is back. So he got some pieces around him that's going to allow him to, you know, gradually progress. However, I don't see it being, you know, oh, Trevor Lawrence can will us to wins. I don't see it that type of progression. So, um you know, he'll, he'll have some progression, but it ain't, it ain't going to be like no like major leap, like a Joey Burrow type of thing. Okay. That's fair. Is he going to look like at least like rookie Burrow? Because rookie Burrow looks decent, too. He I didn't mean, win you games, know. but he put up numbers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't win games, but he put up numbers. Yeah, I mean, he'll definitely – he, he could potentially look like that. Like they might not win games, but you know his stats might look. They hopefully they look better than last year. So they be better. <laughs> yeah, because what he had like a lead tying seventeen interceptions to like thirteen touchdowns or something like that. So um, I mean, he'll he'll definitely look better than that for sure. Um, and he he was just in a, a bad situation, and you know all of that stuff leads plays a factor into you know playing the game. So I feel like. He'll definitely do better this year for sure. <laughs> okay. And I think the best thing about his situation is now all eyes are on Christian Kirk instead of him. <laughs> How much money they gave that man. <laughs> yeah. Can he to live up to question? that contract? <laughs> you better Hell catch, no. You better catch every rock known you, man. You can all that money. Hell no. It's just honestly just that simple. Um, he's just not a true number one receiver. Like, that's that's not what he is. He's you know, a three, two at best. And his best year was last year. Um, 
had a 982 uh, yards receiving on 77 receptions. You know, that's decent. And I feel like, you know, that's a good number two, number three receiver, but definitely not your number one at all. So, uh, and they still have Marvin Jones. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they, they just need them to make plays. I mean, hope, I'm not sure what that's going to look like for them. I mean, they got some playmakers with, you know, Chris Kirk, ETN, uh, James Robinson. So, I mean, they traded him. Yeah, yeah they, they traded him to the Panthers. So, mm-hmm. It opens up more, you know, room to get in the ball a little bit more. But, I mean, we'll have to see what it looks like. Because, I mean, you got to use them. You just paid them all that money. So Offensive line. Is, to... The additions in their offensive line is going to be the biggest the biggest leap in, sure. his, in his performance, I think. I For do sure. think Christian Kirk will be a dog in fantasy, though. Whether he's a true Easy wide money. receiver, one or not, he's Easy like money. he's pretty underrated <laughs> in fantasy. He's getting the ball. I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So we know he he got butter mm-hmm. on his hands. <laughs> that boy can't catch <laughs> me. <laughs> so what do you see the uh, the record and the schedule playing got like for the Jaguars? All right. So at best, I got them going six and eleven. At worst, okay. I got them going five and twelve. So six games is probably the most they're going to win, honestly. So week one, I got them taking the L at Washington to the Commanders. In Washington, week two, I got them beating the Colts at home. And y'all probably already know this, but the Colts haven't won there since 2014. You don't think Matt Ryan can break that? It doesn't sound more like a cultural thing to me because you got, you know, Andrew Locke. I mean, Andrew Luck, who couldn't do anything. Um, Jacoby Brissett. You got um, Philip Rivers. Rivers. That's true. I mean, the, the beat goes on. So you ain't won there in eight years. <laughs> the, the beat continues. If you ask me. And Going they, on out there in Jacksonville. End of the season. End of the season last year, and they had Carson Wentz last year, but they helped them out of the playoffs. So if you ask me, they get that dub there week two, week three. I got them taking the L to the Chargers. Four is an L to the Eagles. Week five, I got them beat, beating Houston at home. Week six, I got them taking an L to the Colts. Seven, I got them beating the Giants. Uh, week eight, got them losing to the Broncos. Nine is an L to the Raiders. Ten, L to the Chiefs. Twelve, an L to the Ravens. Week 13 in Detroit, got them beating the Lions, but then taking the L to the Titans, taking the L to the Cowboys. See, this Jets game right here, week 16, is a toss-up for me. So I feel like it can go either way. But I got them beating the Jets in New York. Got them getting the dub at Houston and the L at the Titans. So, like I say, 6-11 and 11 or 5-12, and 12, it's a toss-up. I don't, I don't mind that at all. 
So I, I got the Colts, right? And I thought the Colts were going to win this division. I still do. And I thought they were going to go 11-6. and six. So if Sam's prediction holds true and my holds true, the Colts will squeak through. And I just feel like the reason why is because Matt Ryan will make a really big difference for this team. I think the one and, like, first and foremost thing is Matt Ryan is going to go in there and just follow the game plan to a T. Like, we all heard all the rumors about Carson Wentz checking out a run plays when he wasn't supposed to because he wanted to throw the ball. <laughs> Yo, and you had the best running back that was healthy in football at the time. And he was checking out the run plays, right? Just so, imagine. Just take imagine. That, hey, take like that action to Washington. We love it. <laughs> yeah. We love it. We love it. And, and Matt Ryan is just not that type of guy. He's only going to check out of the run play when it's necessary to punish the defense. Like they stacked the box, they got a mismatch, etc. Like they don't trust him though to make that call, as I, opposed to Carson Wentz. They don't trust him because they know he's only going to do it in that situation to punish the defense because of the way that they're playing. And he also might like tell Jonathan Taylor to peel out, you know, and use him on a route because, like, that's that's what really experienced high level quarterbacks do. Because Matt Ryan is in a situation where he has nothing left to prove numbers wise. The only thing that can yeah. change Matt Ryan's legacy is a Super Bowl ring or another Super Bowl appearance. That's it. If Matt Ryan throws for 5,000 yards this year, that does not change how we see Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan – He do that every year. <laughs> right? They're like, I think Matt Ryan wouldn't care if he had, like, Jimmy G number throwing attempts if he got to the Super Bowl. I, I really, that. I just truthfully believe that because that he's 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 a made man as far as the NFL goes and like what we see him as. I think that between that and the fact that I think Jonathan Taylor has a good chance to lead the league in rushing, although I'm going to take Derrick Henry, but that dude is insanely talented. Like with the Titans losing AJ Brown, I just feel like they're going to run more even because <laughs> they have to, which is just going to bode well for Derrick. But like. Jonathan Taylor could definitely lead the league in rushing his first second year in a row, but I feel like they'll be more comfortable passing in Indy, upgrading their quarterback, and having a quarterback that can upgrade receivers such as Pittman versus like a downgrading weapons in in uh, Tennessee. So I had them going eleven and six. Week one they see the Texans. It's a dub. Week two they see the Jaguars at Jaguars. You said this was an L. I said it was a W because I'm believing in Matt Ryan. Now, okay. it will be hilarious if they lose this game because then they will end up being tied. <laughs> and then it's all about the tiebreakers uh, uh, with the Titans. But week three, I have them losing to the Chiefs at home. Then I have them beating the Titans at home week four. Week five, I have them losing at the Broncos. Week six, I have them winning at home versus the Jaguars. Week seven, I have them losing to the Titans on the road. Week eight, I have them beating the Commanders. Week nine, I have them beating the Patriots on the road. Week ten, I have them beating. No, week ten, I have them losing to the Raiders on the road. Week eleven, I have them losing to the Eagles. Week twelve, I have them beating the Steelers. They're at home. Week 13, I have them beating the Cowboys. They're on the road in Jerry's world. I'm just saying. Uh, <laughs> week 14 <laughs> is their bye. Week 15, I think they'll beat the Vikings. 
Week 16, they'll lose to the Chargers. Week 17, they'll beat the Giants. Week 18, they'll beat the Texans. Puts them at 11-6 and six to win the division. But, look, you had very good points about that Jaguars game, which then leads <laughs> to tiebreakers to win the division. So <laughs> that's like the whole rundown that we got for the AFC South. We'll move down to the NFC South. Keys, you got the Bucks, my guy. This is crazy. This is crazy because I'm not a Bucks fan at all. Can't stand the Bucks. Oh my god! All right, so. hold up, hold up. Who we got winning the division? Yes, yeah, that's a big yeah. question. I mean, I think it's, I think it's obvious it's the Bucks. Yeah, I mean, unless no the Saints can give everybody. Who that? Unless everybody healthy and then like you know the O line struggles with Tampa's a a big deal. I don't. I think it's just Tampa. Like they're just that roster is really top heavy in the right spots for them. I would say, especially with who they're going against. But for the record, I got Tampa. I'm gonna read it off. I normally don't do this, but I'll go week to week. So at Dallas, Cliff, uh, I think you guys are gonna take that one. Against New Orleans, I say New Orleans takes one. They're gonna split with New Orleans. I'm not giving them the win against New Orleans. Lucky to split. They they think the Bucks start 0 two? Yeah. Uh, Green Bay with no with no Devontae Adams and a true number one early, like a game three. I don't think Romeo Dobbs or Christian Watson are all the way there. They beat Green Bay uh, against Kansas City without Tyreek. I think because they're going to, much like the Packers, Kansas City is going to try to run the ball against a team that's run defense is insane. I think they're going to beat Kansas City again. Uh, Or they'll beat Kansas City. So that's two wins. Uh, Atlanta, they're going to beat Atlanta. That gives them three. Uh, Pitt, I think Pitt might give them trouble. So they're rush. Yeah, the pass rush, I think, with TJ Watt, I mean, he's going to line up and go against Tristan Wirfs, but then you still got Cam Hayward. They signed over Malik Reed from the Broncos. Uh, they got Miles Jack. Their defense is really top heavy when you look at it. Uh, Carolina, they're going to beat Carolina. Them against us, I don't know. I, I mean, the way Baltimore is doing this shit, I'd say they probably beat us. Oh. Now, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But they, because they have the number one, they have a, a top five rush defense. You know what I'm saying? So to run yeah. the ball at them is going to be difficult. And you add, you add the fact that you got rid of Hollywood Brown. I don't know who the Ravens think is going to replace that amount of speed. Like it doesn't matter the times he drops the ball. You can't teach speed that just gets open down the field. <laughs> so with that, not having someone to stretch the field like that, I think that will be detrimental to the game. I mean, Isaiah likely is looking crazy, but may, they could probably. I'll give, I'll give the Bucks the edge on that. Um, against Los Angeles, they're gonna lose. So right now I have them at one, two, three, four, five wins, and we're going into Seattle. They're gonna beat Seattle six. Cleveland's giving them seven. Uh, New Orleans, they're gonna lose. Uh, San Francisco. Uh, I think they'll lose. Does that sound crazy? I mean, Trey Lance beating out Tom Brady sounds a little spicy. I, I won't lie to you, but the rush, Tampa, Tampa has a Bosa. Yeah, they got to deal with Bosa. And, that you know, J.C. Treader up and retired. 
So there ain't too many answers to get a center in like the spots they need somebody. They got Shaq, they got Shaq Mason, but Donovan uh, Smith, their left tackle, is hot garbage. I would honestly put Tristan, I would put Tristan Worth at left tackle and move him to right tackle. That's just me. Uh, we already know both their centers went down. I think one of them can possibly come back. So moving on again, Cincinnati. I think that's a loss too. I don't think they can handle the DV the receivers on Cincy. And Cincy's pass rush is kind of nice. Cincy awkwardly has like a a well put together team overall. Like it's not. I don't know if it's awkward. I think people say like, oh, they just got to the Super Bowl and surprised everybody. But if you look at their whole team, like up and down, especially getting Lyle Collins from the Cowboys, I think it's helped. It helped their roster out tremendously. So they got a lot from us too. Yeah. So they take two losses there. Uh, against Arizona, I think they'll get the dub against Arizona. I know Nuke will be back at that point, but I think they win. So that's eight. Carolina's nine. They'll beat Atlanta. That's ten. So I say ten wins at worst, and then at best they probably get 12 to 13. So I would have them there. And, you know, there's some gimmies or, like, close games possibly. And then what else do we have for them? Uh, how much does offensive line concern me? I think it's a major deal. I think when you have Tom Brady, uh, if you look at back when he played the Ravens, you look back against those games with Steelers, teams that pressure him, getting in his face. It's a big deal when the middle of the line is, is going to be getting pressured like that. It disrupts it. I think out of all the teams they're going to see, Green Bay has a rookie linebacker that is going to be pretty good with a good pass rush. Uh Carolina, I mean, Brian Burns is ridiculously fast, and Tom Brady doesn't move. So that's going to be a problem. The thing with Tom is, like, if you can get him off the spot, that's how you can beat him. Yeah, you make him do that first move where he's uncomfortable, and then he has to, like, kind of readjust. Like, don't get me wrong, he can still get the ball where it needs to be, but he'll be uncomfortable having to move from the spot he wants to go to. So, like, if you move him on that one spot, I think especially with the middle of the line being a problem, you already know Donovan Smith on the left side is a problem. Tristan Wirth's the only fucking person on the line worth a damn at this point. Uh, uh, Who's going to step up and beat Brady's number two with Godwin returning an injury? Assuming Mike Evans is number one. Uh, I want to say Julio, but, you know, you got to see if he's healthy. I think that's the big what if, like, always. He got to stay healthy, yeah. Yeah, I'm on Cameron Bray. Yeah, last three years, I have no faith in Cameron Bray. If I was them, I'd go sign it. Uh, with- Kyle Rudolph? They got Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I have more faith in Kyle Rudolph, and he's old as shit, and I still don't – I have more faith in him. If I'm them, I'm going to go sign Eric Ebron because I'm not betting on Cameron Bray in the past game at worth of shit. Damn. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they'll necessarily – be hurting at number two because there's you know they have a lot of quality wideouts even with like Godwin not there you got Julio they let go of Tyler Johnson because the room's so big they have uh they still got uh Scotty Miller Scotty Miller still got a little Scotty and I think they have someone else they got I think they still got Brashad Perryman who's they ridiculous. picked up uh, they picked up uh oh, oh what? Russell from the Falcons yeah Russell Gage. So I think, nice. yeah, I don't think it's going to be a problem with Godwin getting ease back. I just think the big issue is that everybody doesn't do what Godwin does. Godwin plays like an Anquan Bowen, Steve Smith, physical type of role where you can, hey, I need you to do this, and he just can do it. Like, I don't think yeah. – I think you know people question, hey, is Mike Williams really a number one receiver on another team? Like, people are like, ah, I don't know if he's a, a true number one on another team. 
I think with Godwin, he's a true number one on another team. He might not have insane numbers, but he could be a number one on another team. Godwin like, can play inside and out too. Yeah, so yeah, that makes you know you see you see people with uh, you saw the Packers last year with Devontae Adams. Like you being able to play inside and out, you just get put in motion. They'll run you all over the place. I feel like that's going to hurt Tampa at first because they, they're so used to being able to tell Godwin to do whatever. But I think uh, that's going to be a big thing for them to figure out. What's up, Sam, the coffee man? Sam, I hope that's not you <laughs> on your phone right no, now. It's a different Sam. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, the coffee man. <laughs> Sam is over here on a burner. Yeah. <laughs> the burner is also Sam. So, yeah, at best. What would I say? Ten and seven, or at worst, ten and seven. High uh, end, twelve and thirteen. So we'll have to see what they do. But I think the O line. Oh, I don't see them winning the and if and uh, the Super Bowl. If anybody's won. No, I see no them. one was wondering no. with this offensive line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's some Tampa fans that definitely said they're gonna win. The delusional fans of the last two oh, years no. they said they were gonna win. Yeah, no, no I had. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta see this. <laughs> Sam said, Don't believe them. I am Sam on my birthday. <laughs> okay, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually kick this to Sam so he can tweet Burner and also talk at the same time. <laughs> because I had the Saints winning the division as well. So who they I'm with you, I'm with you. Y'all right. think it's crazy. Boy, hear me. Yeah, y'all look, look, look. I will probably look, I'm okay being wrong. I just until I see this Tampa Bay offensive line protect Tom and not look extremely bad. I cannot say they'll win the division because the, a muddy pocket is Tom Brady's only kryptonite. That man has, like kryptonite, he is Superman. He has one weakness. It ain't age. It ain't father time. It ain't having a bad defense. It, it is one thing, and it's a muddy pocket. Hey, no, it's two. He said the best DB he's ever played is Ed Reed. He gives him all the trouble in the world. So if Ed Reed was 10 more years younger, it'd be great. <laughs> well, apparently the Saints give him trouble. So they've been beating that ass in the regular season nonstop. Hey, I'm not going to lie. If I had to bet, Mike is getting two sacks at night. That's why I said I don't think they're beating the Cowboys because I feel like Mike is going to get unleashed against a shitty line. I don't think about Fordham things, man. I think, and I think Diggs probably snags a pick. Ooh. Hey, we stole one last year. Okay, okay. Right, Sam, <laughs> the first thing I want from you is what do you think the ceiling is for this Saints team with the new head coach and Dennis Allen? I think the ceiling is as long as Jameis is healthy, uh, the ceiling is they can win this division and make some noise in the playoffs. Do I oh, think they're going to get to the Super Bowl? No, but I think they could win a playoff game for sure. Can they get to the NFC Championship? Based Yo, why everybody face get so close? <laughs> Based off the competition in the, in, in the NFC, I think they could. Okay. Okay. Like, do I think they could get to the AFC championship? No, but that's not the question. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. That is very fair. Okay. Then 
predict Jameis Winston's season stats. He plays all 17 games. He's healthy. What do you see from him? So I think this is going to be Jameis's best season. I don't think he'll get to the 5,000 yards he got to in 2019, but I'm going to go off the – there are a couple things you have to factor in. You know, he's been all over the place in yards in his career. He's had 5,100 one year. He's had like around 3,300 a couple times. He's had it in the 4,000s. Uh, so with the Saints being uh, – a pretty run-heavy offense, or at least dumping it off in the backfield. I don't think he's going for that 5,100. I see him around 4,000 passing yards. Another thing you have to factor in with Jameis is interceptions, because the year he had 5,100 yards, he also had 30 picks. Hey, small fan. Ten of them bitches got tipped. Ten of them bitches got tipped. Hey, he was winning fantasy championships around the world because he was my starting quarterback. (laughs) I'll take that two points when you go give me me 200 more yards, three touchdowns all day long. That's a fact. And through through seven games last year, Jameis threw 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. We saw it with. He was doing better. Much less good targets than he, or much less good receiving options than he's going to have this year. They've added Chris Olave, added Jarvis Landry. Michael Thomas should be back uh, for at least part of the season, hopefully most of it. Um, so his weapons have upgraded the rate he was at in the offense last year. The interceptions are down. So for Jameis, I expect around 4,000 yards. <laughs> I want to say 12 interceptions and 27 touchdowns. That's okay. very reasonable of you. Yeah. Like, like that is, that's actually like really reasonable. I thought you were going to say like 35 TDs and like eight picks. And I was going to be like, well, now. <laughs> well now. Because like one thing I was looking at when just thinking about this is like, where is Jameis versus like Jimmy Garoppolo? Because Jimmy Garoppolo has gotten a really good team in the 49ers, uh, like far in the playoffs. But Jameis has had a lot of better seasons than Jimmy Garoppolo. So if you put Jameis in the right system, he doesn't have to. We, we've seen that quarterbacks don't have to be superstars for teams to have a lot of success. So I think if Jameis can continue to cut down on the interceptions. I think the LASIK that he got the season before he came to the Saints, I, mean, I think it's actually working, honestly. Like, it looked it looked pretty good last year. He got a whisperer now, too, though. Yeah. 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 Hey, but that shouldn't affect your eyes. If LASIK hey. was the problem, I don't want to hear I'm throwing 30 picks because the LASIK hey. don't work no more because y'all painting it around. Hey, no, he, 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 he threw 30 picks and then got LASIK, bro. <laughs> hey, you can't, you can't compare him to Jimmy because I think the big difference is, yes, Jameis has a way bigger arm, and maybe he'll make those clutch throws depending, but Jimmy's not going to throw – I think the interception in those moments, Jameis will throw the interception. Uh, I think Jimmy's not going to throw enough to throw the same number of interceptions. (laughs) But I'm saying he's not going to throw that interception. Jameis Uh, might. We've seen him do it against the Packers in the playoffs, but but the Rodgers could not 
capitalize. Like this last year, Jimmy threw the game away, goal line pick, and then Rodgers came up and came up double short. Like we seen him do it. He just never going to throw the ball enough times to throw the Jameis numbers of interceptions. punished for it, essentially. Like no one's ever yes. like. Yeah, yeah. He's just, never lost a big game. He's lost big games, but he's never lost like, oh, you threw the interception, it's over. We're done. Like He'll, he'll get another chance normally, I would say. Just to be clear, the only reason I think it's like comparable is like you have a really good defense, good offensive weapons, solid offensive line. You throw in a quarterback who's not a superstar and they can still get you to the NFC championship. You've just seen that with Jimmy G. So I think Jameis can serve like a similar role, role, even with he has a bigger arm for sure. You think he makes that throw to Debo and doesn't overshoot Debo or not Uh, Debo, uh, Emmanuel Sanders? Yes. Eh. Hey, Cliff. You think he's making that throw to Manuel Sanders in the Super Bowl? LASIK Jameis? Different. (laughs) 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 I I like Jameis, man. I I think I think he's 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 an interesting character, but I think I think with that team, that team. He also had a great defense with or good defense with the Bucks when he was there. He has uh, a good defense. Or they were all right when he was there, but their his defense with the Saints is really good. I know they lost Armstead and and um, a rookie Penning just got hurt. I don't know exactly how long he's out, but he's out um, for the season. He tore ligaments in his foot. Yeah, I don't yeah know who's those, those kind of hurt. But those other three, the other right tackle, Ramshack, and then their guard or center, or both of them. Better. I think they're yeah, they're 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 good. So they just got to fill in those other two. And he's got weapons with Michael Thomas. If he's back and anywhere close to what he who he is, um, Jarvis Landry. And then if Chris Olav, you know, turns up and that speed to stress the field with that cannon, then you, so you got a big body, you got a route runner, and you got speed. And then and you, you got, got that guy, and you got that guy in the backfield. So, I mean, just – He's got everything you you, you need defense. defense. Obviously, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So, <laughs> I don't think it's out of the I don't think it's out of the realm to say that they can win that division. To be honest with you, that's true. That's true. Okay, facts. Sam, they uh, eat W. has them eating a lot of W's this year. Run us through how you see their record ending up. So I got them ending the season ten and seven. Week one at the Falcons, I got them winning. Week two versus the Bucks, I got them winning. Uh, the reason I don't have the Bucks winning the division, we, we've all talked about, is just questions at O-line. And I think the tiebreaker is just going to go the Saints' way. I, I see both, like, if the, the Bucks end up 10-7 and seven, um, and the Saints end up 10-7, and seven, I think that there's a pretty solid chance that the Saints win both of those games just based off things how things have gone in the past and that the Saints win the division on a tiebreaker. Week three at the Panthers, I got them winning. Week four versus the Vikings at home, I got them losing. Week five versus Seahawks at home, I got them winning. Got them losing week six against the Bengals. Uh, Winning week seven at the Cardinals. Winning week eight versus the Raiders. I got them losing to the Ravens. Um, I do think that the Saints defense will give Lamar and the Ravens run game some trouble. But I just think that's one that the Ravens will come into the Superdome and and steal. Ravens will probably be even be favored as the away team in that game, uh, just depending on how things go. But 
I do think the Ravens win that game. Week 10 versus Steelers, I got the Saints winning. Week 11 versus the Rams, I got them losing. I also got them losing week 12 at the 49ers. At the Bucks, week 13, I got them going in and winning again. Week 14, bye. And then I got them winning against the Falcons and at the Browns. Uh, week 15, 16, and then two L's to close out the season at the Eagles. And then I think the Panthers will come into the Superdome uh, week 18 and give them some trouble. Yeah, it's crazy because we've talked about two of the, like, six games that Deshaun Watson can play, and both of y'all said he was going to lose them games. Yeah, bro. I, 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 good, good luck coming, to that, coming back to that defense. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Okay, I like this so far. Last, we got T.O., you got the Falcons, you got the Dirty Birds. I got a lot of questions about Kyle Pitts because Kyle Pitts looked ridiculous last year. Yeah, I mean, can he be a top two tight tight end? Like, I won't say one. So we know Travis or Mark might have that, but can he beat out the other? I think he can. And the reason I'm going to say that is because if y'all recall last season, they didn't unleash him early in the season. And then when they did, it was like, holy shit. So to me, man, it's a matchup nightmare. Like, the man is like, <laughs> I, I don't even want to say this, but the man is like pretty much Calvin Johnson at tight end. Like, size and speed. And his catch radius, the man don't drop the ball. So, like, when you look at, like, oh, like that, obviously he don't got, like, the, you know, the, the weight-wise, but, like, just the man, what, 6'4", six, 6'5", six, something like that, 6'6", six, six, and run a 4'4". Four, four. Hey, tight end. So, I mean, need I say any more? I mean, we see what happened when they let him out, let him off the leash last year. He started he start turning up. So, I, I think he definitely can but they're definitely going to have to, like, say, unleash him and feed him the ball because just like in college, you get him going, it's hard to stop them there. Okay, I like that. I like that. Vegas currently has Drake London in the top three for Rookie of the Year odds. Are you buying him winning Rookie of the Year? Hell no. <laughs> no. Like, I don't even so know why. Strongly. Like, no. Like, why is he? Why Why did they put him top three? Like, it's not even going to be close to him being, like, finishing top three rookie of the year, I don't think, personally. Have you seen that Atlanta Falcons uh, roster? <laughs> do they normally give it to skill position players rookie of the year, or do Lyndon ever win it? Ooh. I feel like you're probably a quarterback or a, yeah. or a you're probably on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Micah Parsons win it last year? I feel like he had to have, right? If he did it, then there is no defensive player that's ever going to win that shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Jamar, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. Okay, won well, it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, Jamar Chase was crazy. Oh, wait, no. I think there's yeah. offensive and defensive there's rookie offensive of the year. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Micah, Micah won it. Yeah. Okay, Micah won the defensive one. Yeah. They really Right now, it's Kenny Pickett at plus 700, Drake London, and Chris Olave both at plus 800. Shit, I'm Those taking the current. I'm taking George Pickens or Sky Moore. 
book it. Sky Moore is at plus 1,000. He's down there with like George Pickens, <laughs> hey, Garrett Wilson. Okay. That's because we don't know yet. We don't, once that season get rolling, I think those guys will book be it. big play rollers for those for those teams. Yeah. Hey, I just think other players are in better position to actually right now. Right now. Yourself. Like, at Falcons, point, like, you're not in a good position to be winning, you know, rookie. Hey, I don't think nah. Who y'all boys got defensively since we brought this up? I was meaning to ask all of y'all this anyway. What you mean Ooh, this year? Yeah. Because yeah. I, I got Aiden Hutchinson or Quay Walker. Yo, Qua- Aiden Hutchinson is at plus 450. He's head and heels above everybody else in the odds. So that's not bad. I actually kind of like Kayvon Thibodeau. He's he just got injured. I was thinking about that, it's, but it's but not serious. Yeah, 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 yeah. In week system, I'd let you know he ain't getting ten plus sacks. That shit gonna <laughs> drop it in the coverage. Some wild shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna go with um. Ooh, I don't know. Just because he, up, he bro. I'm gonna go with Walker down in, in Jacksonville. Hey, Sauce already got a motherfucking B Dubs uh, sponsorship. The Sauce Sauce, y'all heard about He's that? He's gonna be out there getting sauce too. Well, <laughs> hey, I think his best matchup is Week One against us. Because after that, bitch, go through the gauntlet to go see him. <laughs> <laughs> like he better, hey, he better get off. And that's the thing. I don't even know if Baltimore gonna put that bitch in the air enough for him to get a chance. Because after that. Who he go see? I think he, he he gets lucky and doesn't have to see Nuke. Or he sees Nuke when Nuke comes back. Man, I'm not going to see Nuke. None of those court. You know who I'm putting my money on. <laughs> you know who I'm putting my money on. <laughs> Here, I got it. He sees so, us, and then he sees the Brownies with Amari Cooper. Hey, listen, Amari Cooper going to rod him up now. Come on. Or Amari Cooper can just take the day off. You don't even know. You don't even know. What is the rich? <laughs> no, no, there's no rich in the Browns. And then they got the Bengals. There's a trio. The Jets. Yeah, he getting cooked. Against the Steelers. The Dolphins. That boy's going to be out here like Adrian yeah. Brooker. I ain't going to lie. I'm getting cooked. Bro. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I'm getting cooked. That Dolphins one alone going to make a scratch his head. Yo. <laughs> They he said he had the Steelers right before there with Juju, Deontay, and George Pickens. Nah, Juju on the Chiefs, but George Pickens. Sorry, not Juju. Uh, Deontay, Pickens, and the third and guy, Claypool. Uh, yeah, Pickens is going to be damn They both TikTok-ass niggas. That's why I got them mixed up. I'm sorry. He's These dirty birds. But I got them. At worst, I got them going... Four and thirteen at best. I got them going five and twelve. So I mean, it ain't looking good for them, in my opinion. I got them starting off zero and two. Saints and Rams getting a dub against the Seahawks in Seattle. Then I got them losing to the Browns, Bucks, Niners, Bengals. Then week eight, I got them winning against the Panthers. Um, at home, and then we, then I got them losing to the Chargers, losing at Carolina, losing to the Bears in Chicago. Then week twelve, I got them winning against the Commanders. I got them losing in Pittsburgh, losing at the Saints, losing at the Ravens, losing at the Cardinals, and. Depending on the, how this one play off at the end, they might be able to beat the Bucks. 
Hey, that's that Seattle game. In Seattle, they're gonna lose. What? What? what, what early in the season? The Seahawks game is week three. It's gonna be raining in Seattle. They fucking lose them. Atlanta play like down south, you know, and they're in a dome to go play out west and you're going to play somewhere. It gets cold. It can rain or snow, but it's early enough where it's not going to snow. And you don't really have Calvin Ridley or no skill based players. Against Jamal Adams, Diggs, like you got you Kyle know, Pitts, I, huh? You got Kyle Pitts. They have rookie yeah, offensive, rookie. Uh, rookie of the year favorite, Drake London. <laughs> 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 they also have a mobile quarterback. I don't know who's gonna be throwing the rock out there in Seattle when they cold. I don't know what. Yeah, I don't know who's throwing the rock out there. I just, I just don't like them to go win going to Seattle. If they were playing in Atlanta, I'd be like, yeah, they probably get that. Honestly, I, I, I like Mariota over uh, Geno <laughs> Smith or Drew Locke. Yeah, so. <laughs> Bro, they played themselves at, cor- at getting a quarterback. They literally played themselves. <laughs> yeah. the, the Seattle fans were like, we're not trading Russ. We're not trading Russ. We're not fucking trading Russ. But they want to be bad. Seattle's they tanking. Be bad. They in the C.J. Stroud you, business. If you want to be bad, bitch, send me D.K. Metcalf right now. No, because they want to <laughs> draft C.J. Stroud and have him throw to D.K. Metcalf. So, like, th- th- that's why they're like, Pete Carroll said, we got two number ones. And it was Geno Smith and Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if you got a, I don't even know if you got a one with those two guys combined. You got man. one two. <laughs> and that's Hugo no. Smith. I'm gonna give him some respect. You have one two. Bro, they Drew Lock looked Lock look bad against the Cowboys. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm gonna tell you how it is. Geno Smith is terrible. Tavon Austin made him look good. No, Geno Smith is bad. You're, it's a fact. You're right. Hey, bad. But I know <laughs> Smith throws with a glove on his throwing hand. That's just like a red flag. But you know, <laughs> I, I remember that about Kenny Pickett. You know, Ronnie started the job because he didn't play that preseason game. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, let, let's move down to the Panthers. That's the last team in this division, right? All right, before I get your record, there are two questions I have that I feel like prime and set the floor for everything. The first is, do you believe CMC will play the whole season? Come on, Man, this, this, this 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 touches on me personally because I drafted CMC the past two years with my first overall pick in fantasy football in several leagues. And that man in, in two seasons played about three or four games. Now, in those three or four games, that man had about 16 to 20 points in those games before he got hey, hurt. Hey, when he in the game, he going to play. Hey, draft but, him again this year in the league. In our league. No, draft. no, I've already had two drafts. I had two drafts, and I passed on that man both times. I won't do it again. I won't be a victim. But I hope the I hope the best for him. I'm rooting for him. I hope he have a good league a year. I think it's gonna be the year he does have a good year because I ain't drafting. That's how I go. Um, but I think he's gonna have a solid year. Uh, when he's on the field, man, he's a he's a problem running the ball. You can't match up with him. Even you can even put your fastest guys on him he's just he's just gonna chop him up out the back foot it's just a and then he's gonna get you out the in the run game i think he's gonna be a 
huge help to Baker Mayfield having a, a strong run, run game if he stays healthy. Uh, and then having that check down, man, I, I, that guy's that guy's one of the best back in the league when he's playing. Okay. For so sure. speaking of Baker, can Baker deliver the Panthers a season that gets him a new deal that saves Matt Rule's job? I think Baker will do enough to keep his job in Carolina. I personally do not that like Matt Rule. I do not think he's a good head coach. I think the Panthers missed on that. And if he continues to be their head coach, he will drive that franchise to the ground. Um, I'm, just, I'm just not a, I'm just not a big fan of him. I think Baker is going to do enough to keep the job. Um, that defense is too talented for you to be that bad last year. Uh, I don't care what I don't I don't care who was throwing the Sam Donald scene goes. I, I don't care. I don't. And you're missing CMC. I just I just think that defense is too talented. I get it. You got to score points, but he's just bad. And he, I just I just don't get it. He's just not a good coach. I just don't think. All right, so Baker gets the deal, but rules out the door. What was your prediction for their season? Average team. I uh, got to finish in about seven and ten. I'm 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 solid there. Um, they start the season at home against the Browns. We already Baker already told us what we're going what he's going to do. I believe him. <laughs> I believe him. <laughs> Baker going to get after it. He's going to go. For, that's going to be the best game of Baker's career. <laughs> and he's going to snap, man, because he's a competitor. Guys like that don't fold in in in, in games that mean that 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 means something to him. It ain't a playoff game. We're not talking about big games. We talking oh, about a game that's, that's, a, that's a personal <laughs> vendetta. He got beef, so he coming with a dub. <laughs> um, at the at the Giants, I think they win that one. Uh, I think they actually started out. What they started out? Four and zero last year. Yes. Yeah. And, and then they played the Cowboys, right? And, and they got that ass whoop. So, <laughs> yeah, I think they're gonna have a similar. They're gonna start four and zero. So I got them beating the Browns at the Giants, home versus the Saints. I think they. I think they can steal that one. I do. Uh, I do because I, I actually have more faith in the, the 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 Panthers defense. I think. I think their defense should be a lot better than they are. Uh, and they added some two two rookies. I don't know how how much they're going to help them this year. But those two guys can fucking run. Um, they got speed. Uh, they ha- also had JC Horn who got hurt last year. I mean they they got they got some players on on the D line too. Like we were talking about Burns, Derrick Brown, Gross Matos. They got players. Uh, Shaq. They, they got players on defense. Um, I think they I think so. I think they beat the Saints. I think they beat the Cardinals. Um, I'm just not high on Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray just and without D Hop, nah. You got the what? You got the mighty midgets running out there. You don't got no receivers. <laughs> oh, this can't you got, every week. You got, no, you got no receiver out there. Six foot. They, they they got one guy. He's new. He's six like they ain't three. got no relevant dudes. Who, that like six foot. Yeah. Is he gonna be in that top three or even Bro. four? Hell you gotta no. think. New Hell their offense open up because Nuke command two people, so yeah, you can let right. the, you can let two people run wild that are small, and then you can let Kyler play behind the line of scrimmage all he wants. Zach Ertz is the biggest that, receiver, <laughs> but he ain't burning nobody. If he helps, they, got, they got speed. They got speed, but I just I, I think the, I think the Panthers can do that. Uh, and then this is where the ship starts to sink. Um, they home against the 49ers. I think that's an L at the Rams. That defense is too good. Baker's gonna fold. 
home against the Bucks again. Defense is too good. Baker's gonna fold at the Falcons. I think they lose this game because I'm hoping that Desmond Ryder is a starting quarterback by then. And I think the Falcons are gonna be. I, I think the Falcons are obviously not gonna be good. But I like Desmond Ryder a lot, and I think he's got more upside than Mariota. That I mean, he takes his job. I mean, not it's not really a surprise in my opinion. Uh, I think they lose at the Bengals. I think they come back and beat the Falcons at home. Um, at the Ravens is an L. Home against the Broncos is an L. At Seattle, I don't care whether it's cold or not. That team is trash. <laughs> that team is trash with that defense coming after him. I, I, I really think the Seahawks will be the worst team in the league, and I just I just believe that. Um, they do too. I, I think the Texans. I, I think the Texans are better. I think the Lions are better. The Jets. Get, give me anybody over the Seahawks is how I feel right now. Um, then I think they take an L to the Steelers uh, at home, and then they beat the Lions at home, uh, and they finish the season with two L's, which is tough. They got to go two. Tampa and two New Orleans to finish the season. I think they lose both those games. I like that. So okay. seven and ten's ten's my mark for them. Yeah, and based off how you saw the early season going, that might be generous. Like, yeah, I, I I know, and I and I was generous on the Saints and the and the Cardinals. They could very yeah. well lose those games. Like yeah. I, the one game I know, y'all can stand me on this. They will win against the Browns Week One because Baker is coming for all blood, Stamped. all all dog count blood. He wants it. He want all smoke. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, facts, facts. That wraps up what we got going on for the NFC South. That leaves us with the final segment of our show, the heart of our show, Ballers Bouquet. Too often in the media, people only want to focus on the negative and salacious things athletes do here. We like to make a change. And this week's Ballers Bouquet goes to Joe Burrow for his hunger relief fund through the Athens County Food Pantry. They are dedicated to providing supplemental and emergency food to residents of Athens County, Ohio, who find themselves in need. When Joe Burrow got his Heisman Trophy, he shared an experience growing up in Athens County where many of the people in his you know, neighbors, et cetera, classmates, did not know where their next meal was going to come from. And that led to a surge of donations that haven't stopped since, raising over $1.3 million. In 2022, he doubles up again and has started using his hunger relief fund to partner with many different organizations across Ohio to do the same thing that they did for Athens County. And right now he's partnering with the I'm a Child of Appalachia Fund to award hunger relief grants to all these other nonprofit organizations that will try to solve food insecurity in Ohio. And that is why he gets this week's Ballers Bouquet. All right, all right, that's it for this episode. And for episode 82, we will catch y'all next week. Yo, anybody got any parting statements, things you want to leave the people with? Mm, nope. Thank y'all for rocking with us. Yeah. Facts. We appreciate you. Yeah. Back. Now we got to talk about real shit coming up. Like, <laughs> yo, it's about to get real. The playoffs. The Bears? 
not making the playoffs. Everybody else's team is going to make the playoffs. I mean, I'm, I'm so unconcerned. Like, I mean, like, man, like you can't see the, you can't even understand the unconcern on my face. Like, hey, look, I ain't gonna talk about playoffs because I don't know if we in the shoe in. So, like, you know I mean? yo, you know, I don't know the Patriots is either. Okay, hey, yeah, T hey, over there hey, scratching hey, his hey, head. Hey, keep hey, my Belichick, he, he ain't show our offense. He was just making it look like y'all he was ain't struggling. got no offensive coordinator to show an offense with. <laughs> hey, keep my forty dollars hot. All right. Oh, Bro, you ain't getting that money because yeah, you yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like you been on the Jets. Hey, don't worry about what I got going on. Count, count yeah, you been on the Jets. Forty hot. Hey, look, hey, all I'm trying to say is you bet on the Jets. Hey, don't worry hey, about it. Whenever that. you want it, I will also bet you another $80. We like you said we only win four games. I bet you $80 we win more than four games. Let me look at the schedule. I might take your bet. Oh, you see, every Ooh. time he be like, oh man, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, said, I said, let me look at the schedule. I'll look at the schedule. All right, huh? next week, all right, before before week one starts, I'm going to come back asking about these $80. I got a point. Uh, nah, if I want to up it and we go – so you saying 80 and then 40? Yeah, so, whole 120 for the whole season. We, we, we Right now, the, the, the counter is on one – Five wins, yeah. You Ooh, said we only I might take four. you up on that. No, Don't yeah. quote me yet, but I might. Hey, hey like, look, and that's the end of the show because he ain't talking out of this one. <laughs> 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 <laughs>